Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Cullen Tate. He is known as the host coach, and he's written a book called The Host Coach, which helps people learn how to rent out Airbnbs as a sort of a source of short-term uh, rental income and help them with their financial freedom as well. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Cullen. Thank you, Jordan. Excited to be here. Just tell us your history a little bit and how you got to, to be where you are today as the host coach. Gosh, okay. Um, I think I've always had a fascination with real estate and particularly the idea of where are the deals for our generation? You know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, I had a number of friends that had uh, parents that had uh, beach places, river places, getaway vacation homes. And, you know, if you remember you know, any of those stories, you know, people would pick those things up for, you know, really inexpensive $30,000, $40,000. And then, you know, fast forward and uh, they've got this vacation home that's, you know, worth a lot of money. And I was always really intrigued by that. And I always asked myself, you know, are there deals like that for our generation? And, you know, I never really found the answer to that question until probably about four years ago. I had uh, sold a company. I've always been a, what we like to call a serial entrepreneur. Never had a W-2 job. Started and founded a number of companies, but it sold a company in 2018. And I was 48 at the time and scratching my head thinking, man, you know, <laughs> I got to go and you know, cook up some some new uh, new product and spin up a new company. And um, I had a rental cabin at the time, and it was uh, it was doing well on Airbnb. And I looked at the margins and thought, you know, maybe I could dip my toe into being a real estate investor. And that's how we got started. So let's just start with the, kind of the basics of the Airbnb market. How big? Is it how many rentals are there? Just give people a sense of the size of the Airbnb market. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's hard to keep track of, to be honest. Um, but one way to look at it is that Airbnb is larger in terms of its market capitalization and its rooms rented than the three major uh, hotel chains combined. Okay, so just give us some general numbers of how that all adds up. Um, you know, I... I don't have those numbers in front of me, um, but like I said, maybe more importantly than how big it, you know is the Airbnb market. Who cares how big Marriott is, right? If 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 you're not a major shareholder in Marriott, the reason we care about the size of Airbnb is because as you know, people looking for a financial change or to achieve financial freedom, or to supplement a retirement or a new career path, the Airbnb ecosystem affords us an opportunity to participate in that size and participate in a very material, meaningful way. Yes. So uh, you say that the uh, a lot of people are staying in Airbnbs that used to stay in hotels. What is roughly the amount that people stay in Airbnbs that they used to stay in hotels? Again, I don't have those uh, figures directly in front of me. Um, or you may be queuing off of something I sent you. Do you have those numbers? Yes, you said four hundred and fifty million is in, in your material. You said okay, that. Yes. Sorry, I just didn't have that directly in front of me. I apologize. Yeah, and you also say people stay an average of two and a half times longer in Airbnbs than hotels. You know, and a lot of that is also pre-COVID, right? So, 
you know, I started to get involved in wanting to stay in an Airbnb type property when I first had uh, my son. And, you know, it's nice to stay in a hotel when you're traveling just as a couple. Um, but as soon as you start to look for amenities as a family, you know, where you want to maybe wake up and have a bowl of cereal instead of marching down to a $50 breakfast at the Marriott, that was really the inflection point for me. And a lot of, I think, people, um, you know, switching from the, the hotel uh, experience to, you know, a more travel like a local type of experience. What was the impact of the pandemic and COVID on Airbnb and people willing to uh, both be hosts and guests? Oh, gosh, that has really changed. You know, this this was a great business. You know, um, when COVID hit, it really hurt Airbnb as a company. I think they were really struggling. They had to cancel a lot of reservations. It was probably a really hard time when their senior management. Um, but it fundamentally changed the way people travel. So people are a less interested in spending time on cruise ships and crowded hotels with elevators. You know, that that was a fundamental shift. Um, people have fundamentally shifted towards um, working from home, right? So where uh, Airbnb getaway type, you know, I, I kind of specialize in, in the getaway type of um, properties as opposed to, say, like an urban, you know, or business traveler. Uh, people are working from home and realizing it doesn't have to be their home that they're working from. So I get messages all the time, you know, hey, what's your internet like? I got to take some Zoom calls. Do you have a dedicated workspace in your properties? And we're seeing people, you know, that are working from home in and around major metropolitan areas flocking out towards, you know, a little change of pace, a little change of scenery from that uh, staring at the same four walls that we have been, you know, through COVID and then through our, our new, newly found work from home, um, you know, protocols, arrangements. Yeah. So as a, give me a sense of the host market. I mean, there's a lot of people that have put their uh, properties on the market for Airbnb rentals, uh, but there are people like you that are kind of doing that full time. That's really your profession. Is, is that a big portion of the total amount of hosts uh, Airbnb? I think that's probably a minority, you know, which is really the question is it too late to get started? You know, maybe uh, your listeners might be thinking, you know, yeah, I've heard so many people do this. Did I did I wait too long? Uh, a lot of people are talking about putting the room in a house or a vacation home on Airbnb. Um, what we're finding is that maybe a lot of people are flocking to get um, started and try out hosting, but it's still a pretty minority that's really doing it, taking it very seriously and treating it. You know, and when I say professionally, I don't mean that it's your full-time, you know, job. You know, financial freedom was my goal, and and we can talk about that and how we achieve financial freedom through short-term rentals. Uh, but it's really more a matter of treating your hosting experience very professionally. You know, you're in the hot, understanding that you're entering into the hospitality business, and you have to change your mindset um, through technology and through hospitality uh, to stand out. Uh, to stand ahead of, you know, in the search algorithms and with your guest, guest satisfaction. So very few people that, while there are a lot of people racing into hosting, that's really why we wrote the book, uh, was to share our experiences, our processes, and our approach to being a professional, you know, page one uh, host. In fact, in quite a few cities, I think New York City among others, they are actively banning people from doing this as a business. They don't want people 
uh, buying buildings that were rental buildings and turning them into short-term rentals. And other cities around the world, there's been a reaction to this saying they don't want hosts to turn what had been rental space, long-term rental space, into short-term rental space. Is that going to be a problem for Airbnb hosts long-term? Um, well, you know, first got to unpack who is the they in that sentence, and I think a lot of people would say, particularly using New York as an example, that it's you know the hotel lobby, um, right, arguing against you know the individual. Right? And back to the point about the individual being able to participate materially and make money as opposed to Marriott stockholders. Um, nothing against Marriott specifically, but to answer your question, I don't focus on the inner city experience, the business traveler experience. I think there are uh, opportunities there. But in my, you know, my focus, my thesis is that within, you know, a couple hour drive of every major metropolitan area, there are places where people like to go and get away. And again, supported back to that, that COVID working from home. Um, I think that's really where the bigger opportunity lies is in experiences outside of, you know, your hometown or home city. Yeah. Now, you talk about the four main pillars of short-term rental success. The first, first one is to find your where. So how do you find where you want to have your uh, Airbnb properties? Um, so, again, I would tell listeners, think for yourself, where, do you, where would you go for a weekend? Where would you take a spouse? Where would you go for you know, a guy's getaway or a gal's getaway or take your family? Where are those areas that, you know, are within driving distance that you could be passionate about. Maybe you like to ski. Maybe you like to go to wineries. Maybe you like to hike. Um, so the finding your where is a focus on finding something with proximity and with interest that you can engage in, right? As opposed to some people will ask, you know, where's the hottest market? Well, the hottest market, you know, isn't necessarily the way that uh, that we recommend you know, you so an investor begin find an area that you could be passionate about. And is that easy to find? I mean, that's pretty pretty hot real estate market. Is there a lot of competition to buy these kind of properties? You know, over the last six months, um, the competition for these type of properties has increased. Uh, we're starting to see that tailing off, most likely due to you know the Fed's restrictions, um, you know, in interest rates. But part of the other piece to what we talk about in finding your where is often find a property that isn't being used in a rental market. So, for example, just about any place you're going to buy on a beach, baked into the sale price of that is some rental income, right? some rental revenue. We like to try to find properties that are in areas that are being um, – and repurpose properties that have been previously used sort of just as a family getaway location as opposed to uh, has historically been in a rental market. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Colin Tate. He is the author of a new book called Host Coach, a blueprint for investing for financial freedom. Um, you can find out more at his website, hostcoach.co. We'll be back after this. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's gonna be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is gonna be big. They call it social media. 
and the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Colin Tate. He is an author of a book called Host Coach, a blueprint for dealing or for creating financial freedom through short-term rentals. Uh, his website is hostcoach.co, and he's teaching us how to get into the Airbnb short-term rental business as a way of creating financial freedom. Welcome back to the show, Colin. Thanks, sir. So you're saying the first thing is to find your where. The second thing you say is, in getting it is to make your listings pop. What are some ways that you can make your listings pop on Airbnb? Yeah, the first thing to uh, really think about is that Airbnb is a search engine, just like Google, right? So... They have hundreds of listings for a given area, and they need to decide in which order to show those. They have to show them, you know, sort of. They can't show them all at once. They have to be in some specific order. So, how do you stand out? And it, it usually starts with the design of the property. Uh, we're looking for property. You know, you're looking to design and set up your property in a very clutter-free way to make it. Again, think about borrow from the hotel. Uh, what does a nice luxury hotel room look like? It's not too cluttered, but it has just the right things. Um, we talk about amenities to make it stand out. You know, maybe little pops of color, things like fun. You know, we like hidden uh, hanging basket chairs. And then the real big piece is professional photography, professional real estate HDR, high definition photography, makes all the difference in the world. So if you've you know, you could probably relate if you've ever been looking for an Airbnb. You know, most of the uh, most of the listings, you know, they're not well um, composed, and so making it pop, making it stand out, will you know logically, you know, you will see that um, you know more people. If it stands out, more people are going to click on it and you know engage with your listing. But it, it goes a little deeper than that. Algorithmically, 
Airbnb, as we said, has to make this decision, and all the platforms, what we call the online travel agencies, Airbnb, VRBO, um, their algorithms work the same in rewarding listings that grab attention. So even if that guest doesn't book your place, let's say it was just really engaging, those things that they wanted to um, see more of in the photos, that is going to teach the algorithm that you're listing is engaging to the people it's being shown to and will therefore be shown in the future higher in the um, placement uh, placement list. So it's a ranking system. You, you have to uh, have, in, in Google terms, it would be like spiders, things that are kind of attracting attention. Um, that's what you're trying to do is attract the attention of the algorithms to display you in a higher place than otherwise. Exactly. And there's a lot of similarities to um, you know the early you know web search results, um, you know things like the click-through rates, things like the time spent on your listing, dwell time, um, and then the closing rate. So you have to think about what the uh, you know, what are the goals of Airbnb. Well, they list these; they'll list your property free. Right? They only receive compensation for doing that when the property is booked. So they take a small fee from the host, usually about 3%. They take a little larger fee, usually about 12% from the guests. So their way of making revenue isn't through selling ads like Google, for example. It's only when the property is booked. So they're going to show the properties that can close that lead, close that sale, close that opportunity higher and more often because they uh, they know that that's a property that's going to generate them the service revenue. I think you can also do videos as well as still pictures. Is that correct in Airbnb? Uh, not on the Airbnb platform. I see. Okay. Uh, okay, so you make your popping list. Then the next thing you say is to price for occupancy. So explain how dynamic pricing works and how you should price uh, your listing. And I guess it changes uh, with seasonality as well. So how do you yeah. get your price right? So, yeah, that's the whole term dynamic. You know, it's, it's like when you um, – Buy a buy a seat on an air, airplane, right? Nobody ever pays the same amount for the the seat on you know on an airplane, and so we use a third party dynamic pricing tool. The one that we use is called Price Labs. There's others, and they're attached to Airbnb, and and when I say attached, they basically get a data feed, what we call an API, and so those softwares know precisely what the occupancy is in a given. Um, at a given weekend, and they know precisely what the demand is. So let's say, for example, there's a festival coming in town or a good band or a college graduation. The searches for that weekend or long weekend are going to be up, say, 50%. And so those softwares anticipate that demand and adjust your pricing accordingly. And, and vice versa, there's not as much demand, the price will go down. Next Tuesday night, right? So we're not booked next Tuesday night. Uh, instead of, you know, the opposite, one good way of understanding dynamic pricing is to understand the opposite, which is fixed pricing. And this is where, again, 90% of hosts that are new um, get hung up. So they decide, all right, I've got this beach condo or this cabin, and I'm going to charge $200 per night. And what that does is it often dramatically underprices weekends and holidays, but overprices the weekdays. So the property will fill up real quick, selling out all your weekends, 
and go vacant during the weekdays. And so two problems there. One, those five days in this example, you're not generating any revenue. And back to the algorithmic piece, then the algorithm says, well, this property only books two days out of the week, not seven days out of the week. So that's why we say we're using the dynamic pricing tool to maximize our occupancy. We, we, we want to run at 95% occupancy, one, because that's when we're getting paid. And two, we're also teaching the algorithm that we're a high occupancy property and that they can count on us and to be shown higher in search placement. So how does it actually work? You have this API with the data feed. Uh-huh. Is it feeding in and it's doing your prices up and down constantly? It's not something you're telling yeah. manually. No. Um, so you, as the host, you start off by setting a base price, right? And you would say that $200 is your base price. From there, the price labs is getting this occupancy, this demand data, you know, for every possible trip and, you know, um, uh, set of days for a trip. And then turning up, let's say, because it's a high demand, turning up that base price 20% or 50%. It's alarming the differences um, that, uh, you know, you, you can have a two to three times swing uh, in base price uh, using one of these dynamic pricing tools. And they're very affordable. So you're saying that uh, existing hosts that pretty, use a fixed price are leaving a lot of money on the table and a lot of occupancy on the table by mispricing it for particular times. A hundred percent, yeah. Hmm, very interesting. Okay, then you, you say that uh, you, people should optimize their listing for rank. Uh, how does that work? So that's the idea of now what is measured you know, is managed. And so if we're trying to get to the top of rank and get to the top of search placement for for different searches, we need to be measuring where we actually are showing up in that rank. And we use a tool called uh, Rank Breeze to do that. And it plots out for us for all given um, stay opportunities what the – where we're showing for, you know, say two guests. Are we in the number five spot? Are we in the number six spot? And back to our Google analogy, you know, when you go to search for something, how often do you ever go past the first page of search results? You know, Google puts up a couple of ads and and 10 or 20 search results. Airbnb does the same thing. They show 20 um, listings on the first page and then, you know, you have to click through to a second page. So, as hosts, we need to really monitor where we're showing in that rank placement and making sure that we're on the first page definitely, because if you're not on the first page, you're, you're kind of nowhere, and then as high on that page as possible. And so pricing is a tool that we can use to get higher. Um, another really important tool is your quality. So the other thing that Airbnb cares about is that the guest had a good experience. So your um, reviews what people thought of the property you know every guest is encouraged to um, rate your property and their your, your stay not just the property but like the guests communication uh, the host communication cleanliness um, uh, you know value all of these four or five main criteria and as a host this is kind of that point back to the professionalism um, your your review quality also counts towards how you um, stack up in 
the rank placement. So if we find that you know, we're falling off that first page, we're in a 22nd position, well, maybe we need to take a real close look at you know, how well we're communicating with the guests, uh, how well our cleaners are doing, are we doing little extras to, to give them a great experience. So it's kind of like a virtuous cycle. It is. If it gets better, it gets better ranking, and you get more. It, it kind of works. Or a vicious cycle. If it's places not being rented, it kind of disappears. It, it works both directions. Is that right? It does. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Now, do you? I have to own all your properties, or can you manage uh, properties that other people own uh, for them? There's a couple of opportunities there. Yeah. Um, so one is what is referred to as rental arbitrage, and uh, some people are very uh, effective at this, which is going and getting a lease on a property, or making an arrangement with someone. Um, it doesn't even have to be an apartment. It could be you know somebody's got a cabin. Um, and leasing it from them and subleasing it out on a short-term basis. You know, And think about that. That's very similar to what happens in executive stay type um, uh, companies, right? The other way to do it is to be a co-host. So, you know, there may be people listening and they might think, yeah, I've got a, you know, perfect you know, cabin that I don't use anymore. Or I don't use it very much. I, I'm only getting down there, you know, one weekend, you know, a couple times a year. Uh, this sounds like a great way to generate some revenue, but maybe I don't want to learn all of these techniques. Maybe I don't have time. Maybe I'm busy in other areas of my life. You can hire a co-host, which is just someone who's experienced in this, uh, you invite them into your listing. They have limited controls, but they can manage uh, all the guest communications um, and be your, you know, your partner. So that's perfectly legal with Airbnb. You, you don't have to actually own the property to be hosting on their site. And, you know, Airbnb has tools that that you know it's it's literally a setting where you know I Jordan I could invite you and you could be my co-host and you have you know access into the the account listing uh, you don't have full access into like you know the financials and things like that you know like where the money goes right um, but you could be I could be employing you to handle all of my guest communications and um, you know handling everything within the listing very interesting very interesting indeed very good I'm going to take a break uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show my guest this hour is Cullen Tate uh, he's the author of a new book called Host Coach where he teaches you about how to do go into the short-term Airbnb rental business. You can also find out more at his website, hostcoach.co. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. 
Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Cullen Tate. He's an author of a new book called Host Coach, a blueprint for uh, financial success in short-term Airbnb rentals. You can find out more about what we're talking about at his website, hostcoach.co. Welcome back to the show, Kellen. Thank you. So do you th- can you have Airbnb rentals all over the country or should be pretty much where you're located? You know, I recommend that people start, um, you know, close to home. But that being said, in 2020, uh, pre-pandemic, um, my I had seven listings and I picked up with my uh, wife and then fifth grade son and moved to Athens, Greece for a year. So you, you did the whole thing remotely? did the whole thing remotely on a seven-hour time difference. Wow. Uh-huh. So a lot of people... And, and there's some strategies for how to do that, right? <laughs> you, you, you need people to watch it and clean it, and you yeah. do need some people there in person, right? Yes. So, you know, the first most important partner is that housekeeper, right? They're, you know... My properties, even though I'm back in the U.S. now, they're still two, two and a half hours away. So the housekeeper is there every, you know, two, two and a half days, and they're keeping an eye on things like, you know, a loose doorknob, worn linens, you know, stained towels, uh, you know, wobbly, uh, you know, uh, cabinet door, you know, uh, nick in the in the coffee pot. So. You know, we communicate with the housekeepers. Um, they're doing more than just cleaning. You know, we do want them to be, you know, very efficient in, in terms of creating a sparkling, clean environment. But they're also our eyes and ears, our business partner, in keeping us abreast of, you know, supplies needed and damaged goods. And then, you know, luckily there's, you know, Amazon jumps in, you know, and uh, that truck goes everywhere. And so, you know, if you need a new set of towels, you know, the uh, the housekeeper can have them at the property, you know, in just a day or so. So are there companies to hire those housekeepers? Um, there probably are. There's a couple of big property, you know, we talked about co-hosting. There's a couple of big property management companies um, that, that manage um, – you know that aren't just an individual co-host that that they specialize in short-term um, rental, and I've heard in different cases maybe they help find housekeepers, in other cases maybe not. Maybe it just depends on where they have a network. But um, housekeepers aren't too hard to find, particularly if you're in an area. You know we were talking about finding your where and, and finding a property. One of the things that we want to look for is is there already a, a short-term rental ecosystem, right? So let's say, you know, 
Jordan, you're excited about a lake that you used to always, you know, spend time with, uh, you know, as a kid. Well, and, and maybe that would be a good investments um, area. So one of the things that we can do is go to Airbnb and see, is there an ecosystem there? Are there already 50, 100, 200 Airbnb properties? Or are there only zero or two, right? That would indicate that maybe there's not supporting a lot of demand. Um, so if there is already an Airbnb community, you know, say two, 300 listings, I just put a listing on the market, um, you know, last week, and we just put up a yard sign. So we print up, you know, Vista print and, you know, housekeeper wanted and a Google phone number on it and stuck it in the, uh, the, uh, the front driveway to the property and the, and the, and the entrance to the neighborhood. And within two or three days, you know, seven housekeepers had, had called um, me and I set up interviews because they were already rental properties in that neighborhood. There's housekeepers coming through the neighborhood and competing for your business. I see. You talk in your book about streamlining operations and building your dream team. That's part of what you're talking about is getting the housekeepers? Yeah. So we'll finish talking about like dream team and then we can talk about streamlining operations. Um, you know, after the housekeeper, you know, you just need to start to build your Rolodex. You know, is there a handyman that you can call, you know, that can fix a broken window or a broken doorknob? You know, you, your housekeeper might, you know, tighten a screw for you, but, you know, it's it's the next relationship is someone who can, you know, you know, be a handyman. You know, who who would you, who do you call, you know, when the uh, toilet's backed up, right? You know, a, a establishing, you know, a handyman, you know, a plumber, maybe a painter. And we just kind of keep a, a list of people like this. And, you know, if we need a, a paint job to happen or a plumbing job to happen, you know, uh, got a list of, you know, two or three plumbers. And, yep. you know, the Internet makes those things easy to find. I also like the old-fashioned approach, you know, particularly if you're in a small town, you know, the little local hardware store knows who all these people are. And that's a that's a good way to uh, to find some of these resources. And then in terms of streamlining the operations, um, you know, that, that's another objection that sometimes comes up. People say, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if I have time to deal with, you know, a lot of guests, you know, every day. Um, and there's a, there's a solution there, another technological bolt-on solution in the uh, Airbnb ecosystem. Um, it's they're generically referred to as automated messaging platforms. I use one called Hospitable. And what that does is automates like 90% of your guest communications. So if you were to come to a listing and express an interest in booking, you're going to automatically receive an automated message back saying, thank you for your interest, confirm right away that these dates are available and these are the prices. And then when you book, you'll get another automated message that says, here's everything that you need to know about planning your trip, you know. What what are the the resource? What are the uh, locations to hit along the way? What are things to do? Think about every, as soon as you book a hotel room somewhere or, or stay somewhere, you know the next step is well, what are we going to do? You know where where are we going to eat? You know what are the activities? What are the best hikes? Where are the wineries? So we put that all in sort of what I refer to as a concierge message, which is you know everything that you'd want to tell your best friend if they were coming to visit your hometown, and that goes out automated. And then four or five days before the the stay, another message comes out, and it tells them, you know, here's the directions, here's maybe some turn-by-turn -turn directions, here's the front door code and the Wi-Fi. You know, think about this is a FAQ document, right? So if 
a lot of guests, you know, every guest needs to know the address. Every guest needs to know the Wi-Fi code. And instead of you dealing with those one-off, you put them all in these automated messages that have time sequences to them that go out to the guest and head off 90% of their questions. There's always going to be that one-off question, like what color is your, you know, sheet or something, you know, or do you have a crock pot? Um, but that's what we talk about, streamlining the operation. That's one of the things so that we're now just only having to answer any real specific questions. Yeah. You also talk about risk management. What are some of the risks involved in becoming a host for Airbnb? Um, well, first, you know, you're having strangers in, in, your, in your asset, in your property. So good insurance is the, um, you know, is, is imperative. Um, you're typical renter's policy is not um, going to cover you for short-term rental usage. So, you know, for listeners out there that might have a short-term rental or starting to get into one, have a good candid conversation with your, your insurance agent and make it very clear that this rental property or this investment property is going to be used on a short-term rental basis. So your typical you know, if you have, let's say you had a property and it was a long-term rental, you've had it for years, um, and you decide to go to the short-term rental market, um, it's a different use case. So if you had that insurance, you know, for years on your long-term rental property, again, you want to have a good candid conversation with your real estate agent uh, or broker um, and explain that it's going to be used for short-term rental usage because that becomes a commercial usage and you could be excluded from coverage, it needs to be written on a commercial policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good, yes. Okay, you also talk about hospitality and customer service. It sounds like you've automated a lot of it, but you still have to be available to the renters if something comes up. Is that correct? Or, or somebody has to be available? Somebody needs to be available. And, you know, we're all walking around with these things in our pocket that, uh, you know, are more powerful than the computers we sent, you know, people to the moon on. So, you know, we got the Airbnb app on our phone and, um, you know, we, for better or worse, you know, most of us <laughs> are tied to the phone, right? It's, it's, it's in our pocket. It's on us, you know, uh, you know, most of the day. And so those notifications will pop up in the Airbnb app, um, you know, and, and you can preview uh, to see what kind of questions people might have. Yeah. You also talk about reviewing, reinvesting, and renovating. So is this something you just can't keep the same property? You have to keep refreshing it in various ways? Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, a technique, right? That's uh, part of our process. You know, I, I think a lot of people might not do that. But we, um, we want to keep our properties, you know, there's always, and just look around your house, right? There's always, there's always a, you can always make a list of 100 projects, you know. You know, do you need to replace the hot water heater? Should you replace some landscaping? Would you like to add an amenity? So we really try to keep an eye on the property, keep an eye on the properties around us. You know, in my market, um, you know, their cabins. So things like having a hot tub you know, are a big draw. Things like having a nice deck, you know, we add decks when we don't have decks. We add hot tubs when we don't have hot tubs. Um, and, you know, then just keeping an eye, you know, we had uh, the very first property we had, um, we we renovated it or it was a short-term rental 
and then we moved on and we had other other properties and two years went by and we looked back at it and went well that kitchen and that bathroom really needs some help so you know um just keeping those those renovations keeping a list of of potential renovations um is going to keep your guests happier and it's going to keep you know people want something that they don't have you know so you're always looking for you know unique things to add you know be it some yard games or like we talked about the hanging basket chairs um you know, what what little things could you do to make your place a little more fun you know a little more interesting um and and, and refreshed you know uh, versus you know somebody uh, you know their their primary residence what are some of the misperceptions that uh, people have going into the Airbnb hosting business? Mm. You know, I think the one that I see that kind of bugs me the most is um, the idea that a lot of hosts have that, okay, I'm going to rent out my house, but it's still my house, right? Meaning they leave their personal belongings. My wife just rented a property for um, – for a getaway with my mother-in-law and um the the host sent you know this, this message you know thank you for booking but you know this is our home please don't touch any our personal belongings uh don't do this don't do this don't do that and she was really turned off so i think a lot of people have this idea this is my home and i'm going to leave my personal things in it and i'm going to tell people not to touch them as opposed to you know that was a real turnoff my wife almost you know canceled the cancel the booking as opposed to I am the operator of a boutique hotel you know what would Ritz Carlton do yes that's a big difference it's a big difference very good okay we're going to take another break this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show my guest this hour is Colin Tate he's an author of a book called Host Coach uh, which helps you understand how to become a Airbnb short-term rental host his website hostcoach.co we'll be back after this from the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Cullen Tate. He's an author, a speaker. He speaks about how to become an Airbnb host. He's got a new book out called Host Coach. And you can find out more at his website, hostcoach.co. Welcome back to the show, Cullen. Thank you. So tell us about the earning potential 
of a uh, host that can do this successfully? What, what kind of returns can you earn for the amount of effort and time you're putting into this? That's a good question. You know, real estate investing, you know, a lot of times you'll hear, well, I like a lot of people like real estate investing because it's passive income, right? Uh, I can buy, you know, a townhome. I can, you know, get a lease on it, and I can cash flow, you know, a X hundred dollars per month. Um, Airbnb investing is a little more of an active investment. You know, we talked about these hospitality points. It's not so active that it can't be a background activity. Um, I work with a lot of like couples where, you know, maybe one, you know, has a job that's less strenuous than the other and looking to either get out of that job or augment their income. And, um, you know, I had already mentioned about the, uh, you know, the cell phone and, and you know, it, it's kind of, I'm jokingly refer to it as a bathroom business sometimes, meaning, you know, your uh, engagement with your guests, you know, is, is very brief. You know, yes, you do have to be available, but, you know, it's a quick uh message in the app to, to respond to people and help them out. Um, in terms of the revenue potential, um, you know, the returns are far, far greater than in a long term. So, you know, in, try to just kind of come up with like a generic, in the book I've got a, uh, a typical like P&L for, um, um, for a two bedroom, you know, 1100 square foot cabin um, that would gross, you know, say six thousand dollars per month in rentals. So let's take something average like two hundred dollars a night. We're looking at a gross top line, you know, say six thousand dollars. And then there are some additional costs in operating a short-term rental. First of all, you have to buy your you know furniture um, and TVs and things like that. So the upfront cost is a little higher. Um, the other cost is the the normal costs, right? Like your mortgage. Um, as the host, you're also paying your utilities. And the big one that people tend to not take into account is, is cleaning. So if you're going to pay somebody $50 per cleaning and you're going to turn over 10, 12 times a month, you know, that adds up, you know, you five, $600 a month in cleaning. Um, when run right, uh, our properties, we take about 50% to the bottom line. So from that $6,000 on, uh, 1100 square foot. $6,000 gross on that 1,100 square foot two bedroom cabin um, comfortably nets like $3,000 a month in positive cash flow. So it's significantly different. You have to be able to buy the property in the first place. I mean, you have to be able to come up with the capital to buy the properties before you get to this cash flow. So it, it may take a while to repay either the mortgage or the capital expenditure in buying the place in the first place. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, there's a lot of kind of interesting things to unpack in that. So first of all, um, if you're a homeowner, the bank is waiting for you to walk in the front door and say, I want to buy a lake house, right, as a second vacation home. Um, our financial system, our banking system is very used to that, right? They're very used to you have a home, you become established, and you want to go buy that lake house. So with that being said, you can usually get another – 10% uh, down loan on your first vacation home. So that limits the um, you know, down payment. So you're saying capital. the bank doesn't care if you're going to plan to use it as a short-term rental as opposed to use it yourself? I'm saying the bank is set up 
the banking system um, allows an individual to buy a vacation home at uh, generally with a 10% down. Yeah, a second home. But how about if they have seven or 10 or 30? Then it starts to get more complicated, right? <laughs> it does always get more complicated from there. It's a commercial business. It's not, you can't stay in 30 places. So Correct. You only allow that one. You know, you, there's some there's some little loopholes in there. It can be X far away, and you know, um, from your first one. But in in general, keeping it keeping it uh, kosher, you know, the bank is is the bank system is waiting for homeowners to you know buy a vacation home. But, but you're a, absolutely right. As you become an investor, you know, I'm I'm usually like 75 percent loan to value. Um, on, but it's a commercial mortgage. It's not a residential mortgage when you're on these properties. Is that correct? Um. It's still a residential mortgage. You can FHA, you know, Fannie Freddie up to like 10 properties, something like that. Uh-huh. There's also a product that's, that's becoming very popular called DSCR loans, which are debt service coverage ratio loans, meaning that – and that does become a little bit starting to air towards, you know, um, a, more of a commercial loan. Um, but they're looking at what is the rent – going to be as opposed to what is your W-2 income and credit score. Yeah. And so if the debt, if the rent can service cover a ratio of the debt, you can um, qualify for those loans. And those are becoming very popular. Do you think this is a recession-resistant resist- res- business? I do, very much so. Um, I think when everybody gets two weeks vacation, right? And so they're going to go somewhere. And so in a recessionary time, the people that were going to go to Europe go to the Caribbean. The people that were going to go to the Caribbean go to Disneyland. The people that were going to go to Disneyland go rent a cabin two hours from home and take a driving vacation. So I think people always want to get away. It's just a matter of, you know, when, when, things get tough, people kind of fall back in their budgets. And I think the drive away type vacation that supports, you know, the Airbnb market, um, is, is pretty well insulated. Um, you know, it in fact might even be inversely correlated The recessionary time may end up being better because of aren't going to the Caribbean, aren't going to. You know, yes. Countercyclical. Yeah. Uh, you also talk about repurposing underutilized spaces. What are some examples of that? So, to me, the the biggest, um, you know, what I, the biggest use of that is what I try to find areas and properties that, you know, it was the family vacation home, right? You have the family cabin. It's great. The kids are young. It's a great place to get away. The kids get a little older. You know, it's the river house, the lake house. The kids, you know, are going their own way as teenagers or into college and now there's this property that's traditionally been the um, family getaway home that's never really been used in the rental market and is priced at such you know under $200 a square foot maybe 150 $200 a square foot um, so that's that's my market um, but there's all kinds of other really interesting things that you can do um, you know airstream trailers uh, TPs yurts, geodomes, people on Airbnb, you know, houseboats, you know, you can get, people on Airbnb are looking for an experience. So it doesn't have to necessarily be that single family home, you know, thousands, 2,000 square feet. It could be an Airstream trailer. 
So would you recommend that as somebody getting into the business just to do an unusual kind of a uh, instead of a traditional home? <laughs> the Airbnb market loves unusual. So if you're capital constrained and but you know you maybe you're handy or you know tiny homes, right? You know if you don't want to go buy a two three hundred thousand dollar home. Um, you know, and it's different for everybody. If you have a little land, you know, you can put up a yurt or a teepee. Um, the most favorited, you know, properties um, on Airbnb are the most unique ones. Yeah. In, in the two minutes or so we have left, why don't you kind of summarize what difference it could make in people's financial lives to go into the Airbnb short-term rental business? And that, that's why I do what I do. Um, you know, when I when I get good at this stuff, I got excited. Um, and I just wanted to share with people because I didn't have to go start that next company. Um, within that summer of 2018, um, ended up purchasing three properties, and at that point, I had achieved financial freedom. So, you know, it, it kind of the numbers, you know, just the numbers we we're using before, take that uh, $3,000 a month cash flow. If you can do that three times, that for most people replaces, um, you know, a W-2 job income. So. Again, I, I coach a lot of kind of couples where, where one of them's looking for a job change, um, you know, or something more rewarding or, or freeing, or they're, they're kind of burnt out in their, their current job. Two or three properties, you know, in, in long term rentals, you have to really scale. You know, you got to get a bunch of them, 20, 30 of them. You, know, you hear people talking about, you know, I got 100 doors. You know, in the short term rental game, two, three properties, you can be financially free of a nine to five job. Makes a huge difference indeed. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Cullen Tate. Uh, he is known as the host coach. Uh, he has a book out called Host Coach, uh, which helps people become financially free with renting out short-term uh, Airbnb rentals. You can also find out more about him at his website, hostcoach.co. Thanks so much. I think we've learned how to do it, Cullen. Appreciate your help. Absolutely. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.